Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that an armadillo disguised himself as the evangelical preacher of a megachurch? Why? To make money. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> For more armadillo facts, and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out on the web at patreon.com slash club. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We are rereading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 27 through 30 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. Previously, things were going really well for Hermione's fledgling insurgency. She finally managed to convince Harry that he's not a teleporting murder snake killing at Voldemort's command. <laughs> And they pay a visit to St. Mungo's, where they run into an old friend and tie up loose ends. <laughs> Get it? Because of the vines? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Harry starts an elective class in reliving his most embarrassing memories. Uh, you don't really need a class for that. I do it every night when I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, you should practice your occlumency. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, instead of just crying myself to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think the, they're probably about the same, right? Probably. Uh, a bunch of Voldemort's top Nazis escape from Azkaban, and Hermione decides it's time for Harry to tell his story through a friendly, captive media producer, of course. Uh, this brilliant move has a desired effect of turning the public opinion back towards Harry, right where she wants it. Uh, Umbridge's position at the school has never been weaker. It's only a matter of time before Hermione directs her secret weapon against the new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Is the secret weapon Harry Potter? I mean, he's the one who kills all the Defense Against Dark Arts. Well, it's not much of a secret then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, secret in quotes. I, don't know. I mean, it's a secret to Harry. He doesn't in- seem to entirely realize what it is he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like a sleeper agent, except he's not like ever actually sleeping. Manchurian candidate. Yeah. <laughs> except he's aware all the time. He just doesn't put it together. <laughs> Chapter 27, The Centaur and the Sneak. It's their first divination class with Forenzi. I have to say, there's a very important point here. What's that? Uh, listeners, as you may or may not know, Jeff and I have had an extensive discussion about whether a centaur can climb a ladder. <laughs> of course they can climb ladders. Fortunately, it is put to rest here now. Forenzi teaches in Trelawney. Cannot teach in the classroom in the North Tower. No, they assume he can't <laughs> teach in that tower. They, they just put him in the first floor tower because they don't think he can climb ladders. But of course he can. How could he not climb ladders? They climb ladders just like you and me. They don't have ladders in the forest, Jeff. Why would they need to climb ladders? Well, they... First of all, you don't know. It's a magic forest. <laughs> There's lots of dangerous things in that forest, and ladders are very dangerous. Also, you're true. assuming I know how to climb a ladder. That, that uh, is true. I've yeah. never seen you climb a ladder. I am offended because, first of all, centaurs can climb ladders, as any centaur would tell you. Second of all, Harry Potter calls him a horse. It's very offensive. That is super racist yeah. against centaurs. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, what would the equivalent for, like, humans be? Of a centaur? Well, if you call a centaur a horse, that's really offensive. Is there, is there equivalent for humans? It'd be like calling a human like an ape or something, right? Mm. Like, oh, you stupid primate or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think it'd be like calling a human a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, a centaur is half human, half horse. Wait, right. Oh, yeah. It's just as human as you are, only half as much. 
Yeah, so I gotta say, Firenze's classroom is cool and all, but they're literally right next to an actual forest. So, I mean, I understand there's reasons that they can't go deep in there, but like having this classroom converted into forest feels a little bit like, you know, Dumbledore sorting it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is weird to me. It's like if you hired a teacher from like China uh-huh. and you put in like, I don't know, a bunch of fortune cookies or something. Like, yeah. Like, See here, this would make you feel comfortable, right? And he's like, dude, I can hang out in the classroom. It's fine. I don't need a forest in my classroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's the, <laughs> you know what we have in China? Classrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that he was banished by his herd for agreeing to work for Dumbledore in the first place. And he foresees a brief calm between two wars and the next one's coming soon. Yeah, interesting. Which they've been talking about a while because that's a callback to the very first book. When, remember, like, they go into the Forbidden Forest because they're, because, of course, that's where you do your detention in the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, the, and the centaurs keep saying, like, Mars is bright tonight. Oh, because of the war. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of class, um, Ferenzi tells Harry uh, to give a warning to Hagrid that his attempt, whatever it is, isn't working and he needs to stop. And Hagrid promptly ignores that message. Exactly. <laughs> he like, totally it's does. fine. <laughs> Hagrid's having a rough time. Every time he shows up, he's more and more beat up. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And they have their next DA meeting, Dumbledore's army. Um, and it seems like it's going really well. Mm-hmm. So it's... Dumbledore's army, where they studied defense of the dark arts. So it's kind of like a da Dota class. Defense against the dark arts. da 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 Da-da-da. Class. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They And sometimes they do art history in there. And they study Dada. Yeah, this Dada-da class is about Dada. It's Dada-da-da-da. Right. Da-da-da-da-da. Hey! Um, but Dobby shows up to warn them that Umbridge is coming and she shows up with yeah. a whole bunch of, I, I wanted to note that Neville can't do, he's really good at the dark art stuff, mm-hmm. but he can't do the Patronus because he has no happy memories. Oh. You know what I was thinking, right? Like even Harry has like, Oh, all the good times he's had with his friends. Does Neville have friends? Right, yeah. His oh. best friend is Harry. <laughs> I know. I know. If, 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 and if Harry, Neville, Neville had to write down his best friend, he'd say Harry Potter, and Harry Potter would be like really uncomfortable. You're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like eight. Oh. And like, like Neville is behind Seamus Finnegan, who thinks Harry's a psychopath. Because <laughs> right. you know, friend George are probably up there because that that time they almost killed his cousin. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure Neville's in the top ten. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. And Harry also has memories of like winning the Quidditch World Cup. Neville does not have that. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Ouch. Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a bunch of Slytherins out there, and Harry's caught by Malfoy. Yeah, they got they got too big, right? I mean, the uh, this was something I was worried about from the beginning when they had yeah. their, their charter. This is way too many people. Th- to this keep is secret. why they need that cell structure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Hermione, you know, had her little her little trap thing. But as uh, as Cho points out later, she didn't actually tell them that. She should have told them. Something terrible is going to happen to you if you, you're all cursed now or something, you know? Yeah. Well, well it, it depends whether you want to prevent people from snitching or whether you want to kill the snitch. Mm, that's mm. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's going to make a few mistakes. This is the first insurgency she's ever planned. Right. And she's doing really good. She for the is. First insurgency. That's yeah. a good point. Like, I'd give her like a B plus. One mistake out of, you know, a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Umbridge marches Harry to Dumbledore's office. There's a whole bunch of people hanging out in there. There's Dumbledore and McGonagall and some people from the ministry are there. Yeah, Fudge, Fudge is there. That's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, I guess Fudge doesn't have uh, 
much to do. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that he sees Dumbledore as his highest priority because he's you know super paranoid about the fact that Dumbledore might be forming a secret army. And isn't right. that a power <laughs> thing though? Because if you think about it, is Dumbledore being summoned to the Ministry in London? No, Fudge That's has to true. fucking come to him out in the wilds of Scotland. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, That's a good point. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this uh, this office scene is kind of funny to me because there's you know this whole thing going on and Harry Potter's like full on about to confess and Dumbledore's like. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore is very silently giving him little cues about what to say or not to say. Coaching him through the whole thing. Harry even says like, yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, looking at Dumbledore, or looking at Dumbledore. And he's about to say like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> so. I mean, hell yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> right, Dumbledore? Yeah. That You never confess, though. I mean, like, can we all agree? Like, no matter what they think they have on you, you never confess. You take that shit to your grave. Yeah, yeah. but... but Harry confesses. Yeah, Harry would absolutely confess. <laughs> well, Harry, Mr. Harry, I've never had to deal with consequences in my entire life, Potter. Like, that's a good care. point. Yeah. Like, he's probably like, yeah, I did it. So, what are you going to do? About yeah, that? right. It's like, yeah. You're going to expel me? Yeah. You're going to send me to the Forbidden Forest? <laughs> you're going to throw me in a yeah. cave with you, a bunch of lizards? You're going to give me a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because that's what happened last time he was in trouble. Someone oh, no. I hope you don't buy me another fireball. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and so Marietta is there, who's Cho's friend. This is rough. Yeah. Like, you know, first of all, like, someone's about to get disappeared, right? Like, did oh, we yeah. ever hear from her after this? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. She's quote-unquote in the hospital. But yeah, Hermione's curse uh, made, <sighs> like, a horrible boils appear on her face in the, in the word sneak. Uh, and she's horrified by this, and she doesn't want to testify anymore because, you know, that's how you intimidate a witness, kids. <laughs> yeah, she's learned how, that you don't fuck with Hermione. She's right. like, mistake number one, not going to do that again. Yeah. You know what this reminded me of? When, when like, slave owners used to brand slaves who ran away. Or oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, throughout this whole thing, Dumbledore is, like, super lawyery about it. This guy could like sail a cruise ship through a loophole. He's great. Yeah, yeah, they're all like... He's like, well, technically they had that meeting before they were illegal, so it's just fun. And he did that at the beginning too with Harry's first... When he went in front of the whole council at the beginning of the book. That's right. Yeah, Harry's first uh, trial of the semester. (laughs) That's right. The first time being before the... the, What is it? The Prime Minister or the Minister of Magic and... The wizard Gamot. Um, yeah. Yeah. When they're deciding whether right. or not to expel him or jail him or whatever, and he gets off. But it looks like the kid is going to blab anyway, and so one of Dumbledore's secret allies mind controls her? I know. I was like, is this... Uh... Yeah, the first time I read it, I thought he was doing an imperious curse on her, and I was like, I, that I, gets you said to Azkaban, too. but yeah. then later... Um, Dumbledore says that it was a memory modification, so she thought she was telling the truth, that mm. there had been any other meetings, but is that's that still... better? I mean, like, is modifying someone's memory so they do what you want that much better than mind controlling so they do what you want? Yeah. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. But whatever, Kingsley is is loyal to Dumbledore. He's yep. part of the Order, so he manages to make Marietta lie that there hadn't been any more meetings. But, and so it seems like things are going to turn up Harry, except Umbridge now has the sign-up sheet that says Dumbledore's army at the top. We knew this list was going to come into play. From day one, we knew this was a problem. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they decide to burn Dumbledore. Like, or Dumbledore decides to burn Dumbledore. He's like, he's, yeah. Yeah, he says, it wasn't the kids, it was me. Yeah, he mm-hmm. totally takes the responsibility for it. That's an interesting play, you know? Like, rather than let Harry get expelled, he's like, no, it was all me. 
I mean, Dumbledore can take care of himself. And he does. Well, yeah, he has a shootout. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I, 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 this is one of the scenes that I remember, like, from a long time ago. And it's, it's always stuck with me because there's a moment where they're, they're like, oh, okay, it's time to go. He's like, oh, I think you're under, uh, misapprehension or something. Yeah. You think I'm going to come quietly. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just like, uh. <laughs> well, he's like, you could arrest me, take me to Azkaban, but then I just have to take get my way out and, you know, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, yeah. he hexes everybody except for Harry McGonagall. So they, everybody else is passed off, passed out. Mm-hmm. Such a badass here. <clears throat> he yeah. is. He tells Harry he, need, he has to keep taking occlumency, especially before going his be- to bed to close his mind to bad dreams, which mm-hmm. I'm sure Harry will take very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And to heart, because mm-hmm. it's only been like the thousandth time somebody has told him that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just kind of busy, you know? I'm yeah. on my mind right now. That's the point, dude. Yeah, but he touches Harry. Harry's scar hurts, and he wants to strike Dumbledore. Dumbledore disappears with Fox, and everybody wakes up. Yeah. yeah. I admire Dumbledore's poise here. Because mm-hmm. one minute he's doing this kind of lawyerly defense, uh, you know, nitpicking holes in the law. Uh, and then when, as soon as that falls apart, as soon as it, it goes wrong, uh, he just throws down. Yeah. yeah. He pivots rapidly, right? Like it's yeah. just out of nowhere. And he makes a snap decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, and that's, that's a calculation that Dumb, I'm sure Dumbledore made, right? He's, he's thinking to himself, like, what does Fudge want more than Harry? Me, right? Mm-hmm. So the only thing that would, would, throw fudge off of Harry at that point would be Dumbledore. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why he's not sacrificing Harry at this point. I, I like There's probably some reason. Like, whatever, <clears throat> it has to do with whatever Voldemort wants and their special connection. I think it's also that Harry is the main character of the books, and it'd be a lot weirder if he's, like, not oh. in Hogwarts with his friends. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like... I, and then <laughs> the one where Harry Potter goes to Azkaban for 100 pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, Harry's still in Azkaban. <laughs> really sucks in there. And they can relive his worst memories. Really? Which is really not that different what he was doing with the Occlumency classes. So, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't... Harry is, like, the best of Dumbledore's army. But you don't need Harry, right? You could sacrifice him and still have an army. Yeah, it's true. And, and just because Harry, Harry gets expelled doesn't mean he's, like, off the board, right? Like, he just... <laughs> Becomes a wild card out in the wild, which, I mean... Dumbledore's probably thinking, you know, people weren't as upset about Cedric Diggory anymore as they should have been, so it's time for a new murder. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. That's I, the game. If I were... I, I also wonder, this would be an opportune time to slit a few throats, you know, when everybody's laying there on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, he, he doesn't kill anyone, which is, I guess, a strategic move in and of itself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's, he knows what Harry's skill set is, and that's getting rid of defense against the dark arts professors. And there's still one more at the top of the list. <laughs> it's like, if I leave Harry here, I don't have to worry about Dolores Umbridge anymore. <laughs> That's, That's right. That, that situation will just resolve itself. Yeah. Yeah. At least by the end of the semester. So we're good, right? And he needs McGonagall to stay too, because she was about to fight the everybody there with Dumbledore. And he's like, no, like you have to be here. So. Yeah, I don't know quite why McGonagall is getting a pass from Dolores Umbridge here. Uh, she seems pretty firmly in Dumbledore's camp. I That's a good question. And I, I think that's true of a lot of people at the school. I think when it comes down to it, uh, if she gets rid of too many beloved <clears throat> professors, then there's going to be like uh, a backlash from the Wizard Society. Because I, I think that Dumbledore, while he's like been kind of leaned on by the press, uh, if, if everyone at Hogwarts starts getting sacked, then people are going to be like, something's wrong here, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Guess. It's interesting because, I mean, I love her, so I want her to have the best, but McGonagall seems kind of untouchable. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Yeah. I think she walks the line just enough, you know? Like, she she plays the game just enough. She 
she certainly gives Umbridge uh, trouble, but she's never outright aggressively rebellious so much as just like passive aggressive. I mean, she has a screaming fight with her. That is true. And I'm yeah. surprised that didn't lead to her getting yeah, fired. And yeah. Hagrid was never rebellious. Hagrid was nothing but polite to Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, that's about racism, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's like it's not about the rules, right? She's here to, to root out Dumbledore's supporters. Yeah. That's true. I'm, yeah, I'm just surprised McGonagall escaped out of that unscathed as mm. much as she did. That's true. Everyone saw her per- say that she would, would back Dumbledore there. Yeah, yeah, she even, I think, reached for her wand, too. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, he's not going alone. But she's still there. Um, chapter 28, Snape's Worst Memory. Umbridge is now the new headmistress. And, you know, well, she's the boss on paper, but it feels like at this point she's like the weakest that she's been, right? Because this is like, this feels like a turning point. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she has her little deputized squad, but like, kind of, they're kind of a deputized squad of people that everyone sort of hates anyway. Like Malfoy and his little... Yeah, well, Slytherins. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the house that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't actually seem like a great move. She should deputize... People who, you know, aren't generally disliked, right? No, it's not about being liked. It's about having loyalists yeah. to enforce your will. And that's why she picks them, because she knows these people are going to yeah, do whatever she exactly. Does. Yeah. So they're part of the inquisitorial. Like the, the, I mean, the, the end game here is probably to eliminate the Gryffindor house altogether from Hogwarts. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, like the Blue Aja from the Aes Sedai Tower, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to our other podcast, yeah. <laughs> The Dragon Rebed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but <laughs> Fred and George randomly push a Slytherin into the vanishing cabinet. <laughs> yeah, th- th- I-, I love this. For this very whole part, sketchy right? reasons. Like, he was about to dock us some points unfairly, so we vanished him semi permanently. Yeah, and we've <laughs> wondered about this too. We're yeah. like, what happens to kittens when they vanish? Yeah, well, the vanishing cabinet is a, is a great experiment. Apparently, in this case, he turns up somewhere random, but I wonder. Yeah, well, is it, that always the case? Random? It said wedged in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Are they flushing those kittens down the toilet? Oh, maybe it's not random. Oh. Right? Maybe that's where everything goes and he's just too big. <laughs> maybe, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why oh, like, it's so hard to, to vanish things that are really big. It's because you need a really big toilet nearby. <laughs> <laughs> you have to vanish them that's flush. Like... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to vanish a goldfish. Yeah. But apparently he's missing for like weeks. He's wedged in the toilet for weeks? Well, how can he be alive? This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, wizards, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, maybe, they, maybe they mean like stuck in a toilet stall or something like that. Oh, I, I, it sounded like he was literally in the toilet. That was my, you yeah, know. Maybe, maybe it's like an English idiom or something. Maybe yeah. maybe their their plumbing is flexible so that it's, you could actually get big enough to... Cause he's, <laughs> right, his magic plumbing. Yeah, because, you know, you want to be like... Well, yeah, they do have magic plumbing because of the snake. Oh, that's right. Mm, and you never yeah. hear them talk about having a plugged toilet, right? That's true, yeah, yeah. It's because their plumbing expands to take whatever you have to flush. <laughs> you can flush a student if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, there's limits, but yeah, he kind of gets stuck, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he could probably go a few weeks without eating. He'd just drink the water from the toilet and he'd be fine. Yeah, that'll last you yeah. a while. <laughs> That's not okay. Mm. Well, he's dis- disoriented and confused about the whole thing, apparently, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't come out of unscathed. Well, except for pushing... The Slytherin kid into the vanishing cabinet. They also have some kind of plan, so that'll be interesting to see. Oh no, I I love this. It was like in addition to you know Dumbledore, you know being out there in the wild, he's kind of like we you know we talked about weaponizing Fred and George, right? Mm-hmm. 
Dumbledore's kind of weaponized Fred and George. Yeah, like, right? we don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they go off as soon as he uh, is gone, yeah. And uh, they're they're totally unleashed. Yeah. They're, they're like, like, we don't give a crap about this school anymore. We're going to mess this place up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. But one th- smart thing that Umbridge did do is she does have Filch on her side. That is true, because he knows about moving around the castle and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's somebody that, again, I guess, doesn't have... Doesn't have friends, you know? By bringing him in, he's going to be loyal to Umbridge because he doesn't have any other loyalties. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't even... It does, seems like he doesn't even particularly like Dumbledore, which is kind of surprising because I think that Dumbledore probably took him in. I think his Dumbledore doesn't let him, like, whip the students. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Should, should have tossed him a student every now and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep him loyal. Right. But there's this weird scene where Umbridge very obviously tries to give Harry some truth serum to find out where Dumbledore and Sirius are. This was a weird scene. Yeah, she's just trying to drug him. Yes, yeah, trying to drug the student. Uh-huh. That's and, cool. And I, I liked how Harry was just about to drink it. And then you remember Mad-Eye Moody saying, don't drink that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, just, what would Mad-Eye Moody say if I was going to drink this drink from my enemy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's, he's learning, right? He's coming along. He's, some of these good influences are rubbing off mm-hmm. on him. That's right. Not the sharpest wand in the wand drawer. Yeah, he still glares at these people a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of... a lot of. Uh, he, if he smiled a little more, I think he'd get away with a lot, a lot more stuff. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Maybe. But they're interrupted, and we know what Fred and George's final plan is. There are fireworks everywhere. Yeah, this is phase one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these... I love these fireworks, but this is actually kind of dangerous, though, right? Like this is this is something that this could be military grade stuff, right? Right. Yeah, and it's flying around inside this um, old castle yeah. <laughs> with like tapestries on the walls. And yeah, shit. yeah, it's like sentient fireworks that can't be doused or vanished or anything. And if mm-hmm. you try, well, not only can you not vanish them, if you try and vanish them, they explode. Right. And if you try and there's there's another thing. No, it's if you stupid try and you stupefy them, they explode. If you try and vanish them, they multiply. By 10, yeah. Uh, and, okay, and it burns one of the paintings. Uh-huh. And the, the, the occupant of the painting runs to the nearby painting for uh-huh. protection. Uh-huh. So is her reality burned? If the fire had touched her, would she be burned up? Uh-huh, probably. Those are good questions. These are the questions mm-hmm. that we should be asking. Like if it burned just her head, would her headless body fall down or would it still be standing She'd there? She'd be dead, right? Or maybe... Would she? Is maybe she already just, dead? Maybe it's just a window, right? <laughs> if it's just a window... Right. But she ran away from it. Ah, uh, right. Does the fire spread through the window into her painting? Maybe. Maybe that's what they were referring to. Maybe it didn't burn the painting. It just caught the room inside the painting on fire. Oh, yeah. So Can she it spread the through the painting to other the painting's other windows oh, into the other point. places? <sighs> Could a fire in Dumbledore study spread to the hospital? We need some research done on these paintings. We need somebody to go live inside this painting and do some experiments for us. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. me. Sounds like a nightmare. Yes. Yeah, it does sound horrible. Mm-hmm. A living nightmare. Uh, we get some good Flitwick sass here because the fireworks are still going off the next day. And so the professors are calling Umbridge to come deal with it. <laughs> and Flitwick says, well, I could have gotten rid of the sparklers myself, but I wasn't sure whether or not I had the authority, which is, that's a pretty good burn, pun yeah. intended, uh, on his part. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, this educational degree, don't one of the educational degrees that they couldn't do anything that wasn't directly related to their classes. Yeah, like that, so. <laughs> so that's where that's coming from. Yeah. Yep. Which is funny because Flitwick is like the most genial guy and has gotten along with everybody. That's the first time I've ever heard him being rude. Yep. I know. It's great. Yeah. That's a good one. And throughout all this, Harry is being super lackadaisical about his Occlumency training. Ugh. 
Like, if I had a, an evil wizard rolling around inside my head, I feel like that might just be, like, a slightly higher priority. Well, he mentions at one point, like, I really should be doing my occlumency training, but I really want to know what's behind that door. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think Harry just can't not charge into the danger. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, the evil wizard's trying to get into my mind? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there's a door that nobody can open? Well, I want to know what's behind the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I just keep dreaming, eventually yeah. the evil wizard's going to get inside. Yeah, and then he goes further and further into this building he's dreaming about. He ends up in an enormous room with endless shelves with glass spheres on them. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an Apple store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay, I have a question about this. This is something that, that has been kind of bugging me. So I don't know if we know or if we ever exactly find out how this works. Every night, Voldemort is trying to get into the same place and then leaving and then coming back and then going. Like, is that really what's happening here? Like, what keeps stopping Voldemort? Or is he just, is he reliving a memory? Or is this, like, real time? We, I don't think Harry's really thought that part that out. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know what's there. It's just like every night, oh, he's doing the same thing again. Oh, interesting. Maybe he's, like, living in the Ministry of Magic or something. Or maybe... Voldemort is possessing somebody to go do it? Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I honestly don't know the answer but to this. But I think there's sorts of like, tricks and traps inside the Ministry of Mysteries or whatever it is. So every time Voldemort like hits a magical mousetrap, snaps his fingers, he's like, oh, I guess I'll come oh, back no. tonight. <laughs> I guess I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> Must be. Maybe every time he goes in, the body he's in gets you know, burned and then he... Yeah, you know. right. Maybe every time he goes in, he swaps brains with Harry Potter and he's like, oh, I better practice my occlumency. I better go... I wish I was on the Quidditch team. (laughs) (laughs) Cho Chang is so pretty. (laughs) Speaking of which, he fights with her. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm okay with this to be done with. The Harry Cho relationship. Yeah, Yeah, their relationship, I mean, like, they they have some things in common, but they're very different sorts of people. Like, he's the kind of person who goes and, you know, runs through doors. She's the kind of person who goes to school, you know? (laughs) Very different, you know? She's a Ravenclaw, he's a Gryffindor. That kind of sums it up. Uh, Yeah. That's what it she, comes you down know, to. Stops and thinks about shit mm-hmm. instead of just blindly charging in. But she's also defending her asshole friend, which I think is like, come on. I mean, your yeah, her friend is way, way out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, for having for having narked. Yeah, yeah like I mean, mm-hmm. Cho would be in Azkaban or whatever, right? If her friend hadn't been uh, mind controlled, yeah. and cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because Cho was on the list, right? Yeah, so, Cho was on the list. Yeah, yeah, she totally was. That's a good point. Um, but. <laughs> Harry just makes better and better decisions at his next Occlumency lesson with Snape. Snape runs off to retrieve the child from the toilet. I, I can't I remember the thing you said when we were talking about this before. Like, like what is he thinking? He thinks Harry Potter's not going to put his face in that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Harry Potter's going to put his face in that. Oh, there's a yeah. bowl of something. Oh. <laughs> it's like that. Face first into it. Yep, yeah, here, right here in, into the pen seat. Here in the potion master's office full of poisons. What if I stick my face in that thing? Wow. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I did it before and it worked out. Okay, let's do it again. We know Harry Potter has this problem. I mean, Snape should not leave this out. This is about as cautious as Harry's ever been. Like, he's done it once before, so he knows it's okay now. Yeah, it's true, actually, yeah. He, yeah. he thinks about it. He's like, well, Snape's probably going to be back in a little bit. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I mean, like... In Harry's defense, Snape's been doing a lot of spying on his memories, so you know this is kind of fair. Turnabout's fair play, right? Yeah. So he uh, he goes spying on Snape's. So this is Snape's worst, worst memory. memories, yeah. And like, honestly, this is not that bad as worst memories go, right? He could have like sneezed and accidentally shit his pants. Right? <laughs> I mean, I like that's a bad memory. That's my, I mean, this might actually be worse, right? Like, if you sneeze and shit your pants, at most, I mean, best case, 
you know, not necessarily everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But in a worst case, maybe a couple of people smell it and you're like, oh, farted, you know? (laughs) They don't know you shit your pants. But in this case, he was turned upside down and everyone saw his underpants. Like everyone saw his underpants were dirty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I guess they took him off. uh, Yeah, they go back. He goes back into a memory of when Snape was at Hogwarts as a student. And of course, Harry's parents were there too. God, Harry's dumb though, because like he sees his dad. They're they're all in the exam hall, and he sees his dad. And his dad is writing L E on a scrap of paper or something while he's waiting for the exam to be over. And Harry's like, I wonder what that stands for. <laughs> oh my God, Harry, be dumber. Does he know his mom's maiden name? I mean, don't you think he could guess? Does he? Does he know his mom's name? <laughs> yeah, I think people have said Lily to him before, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he remembers. Yeah, what do you mean? Her name is Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he writing say Mom? H.M., Harry's Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, but... He learns that his, his dad is kind of a douchebag, which, which I kind of like, actually. I, I, I like that uh, your heroes can be shitheads, too, right? Like this idea that, you know, meeting your heroes can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he sees that uh, his dad is not... A saint. It's yeah. not a wonderful person. He's a huge bully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is kinda neat, yeah. Yeah. Um and he's yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the worst bully I've ever seen, right? Of course. He wasn't like the awful kind of bully, but he was a bully, right? He, he did almost things. kill Snape. He didn't almost kill him. He did the scourgeify thing, he was like choking on the bubbles until someone came and stopped him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he tries to he tries to choke him with the bubbles and so Lil, Lily steps in and is but, like, stop it. But he wasn't well, I mean, maybe I'm drawing a pointless distinction, but he wasn't picking on Snape because Snape, Snape was weak. He was picking on Snape because he hates Snape. Yeah, that's which right. Which is kind of a different thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But, but he and hates I Snape also, for kind of arbitrary reasons, right? I, I, have, I have some questions about this. So uh-huh. this is Snape's memories, right? Memories are notoriously unreliable. That's a good point. This is Snape's memory that's right. of this. And so there are some, in my opinion, holes in this narrative here, right? Mm-hmm. Why did Snape follow them? Uh-huh. Well, he's just like, it says like, oh, he just accidentally followed him, you know, like he didn't mean to follow like his tormentor and his tormentor's three friends out into the yard and sit near them. That's the point. "Hmm, Really? Really? So, okay. So in, in, and there's like the the bit where like, like James Potter has Snape hanging upside down and is shaking him and like Lily Potter's like, you asshole, let him down. But she's like smirking like she secretly likes it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, first of all, he was upside down. Right, his robe was over his head. How does he know that? Uh-huh. It's just oh, also good. That's just what he thinks happened, you know. Mm. So, so I'm, I'm sure that James Potter did something bad to him, but I'm also sure that this is totally uh, spun in the most negative possible light. So mm. I don't think that's intentional, and I also don't think this is intentional. But this totally supports what you're saying. So Harry's walking through all this, right? Mm. And he is following his dad and overhears all of those words. That means Snape was listening to the conversation. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if J.K. Rowling actually did the memories the way that memories should work and not just, oh, he's living in like a pocket right. universe where these things actually happen. Or it's it's Snape's memory, and memories are fuzzy, right? He didn't do this on purpose. Like, maybe he filled in those words as like, this is what I think he would have said, that douchebag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh, could be, yeah. That's a really good point. Right? And I'm not really coming to James Potter's defense here. I just think like, this doesn't add up. And yeah. as a memory, you know, your memory when you were a kid, your worst possible memory, it's going to be... You're going to have some of the details wrong. That's probably true. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the kind of memory that gets worse and worse the more you remember it, you know? Yeah. Either way, this is pretty, probably a pretty horrible thing for Harry to witness. Yeah. I, I think this is how the Slytherins see Harry Potter right now. Yeah. 
Interesting. You know, like Draco Malfoy gets punched in the face and nobody cares, right? Mm-hmm. So his memory of that is probably, I was just going along my way, you know, with my friends and then Harry Potter and his Gryffindor gang jumped me, right? <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's pretty kinda... similar to this memory. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, from Harry Potter's perspective, it's definitely the Slytherins, which are bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, this is, a, this is probably a pretty soul-crushing discovery for Harry. And for Snape to have someone see this is probably pretty, like... Oh, Yeah. Pretty hard for him. Yeah, real time Snape shows up and he kicks Harry out. Um, yeah, they, these kids have so much in common. Like Harry and young Snape. I just, it's just weird to me that they can't like bond a little bit. I know. Right? I mean, like, the, especially like I feel like, like Snape, Snape has seen Harry's memories of being abused and bullied. Constantly. I know that was what really bothered me. I feel like the only thing stopping this is like Harry just like stopping and trying to have a conversation with Snape. Like, and he won't do that. You know, he's he's not the sort for it. He doesn't yeah. have the emotional capacity to have like an (laughs) empathetic conversation with somebody. Right, yeah. He just stopped and said, I had no idea how bad it was. I'm sorry. My dad was a shithead. I think that would have like changed this whole narrative, right? Although you note, he's, he's, Harry is horrified by this, right? Yeah. Because he's always, he's idolized his father, James Potter. Yeah. So he's upset that his father uh, was apparently an asshole at one point. Mm -hmm. But he's not, he doesn't feel bad for Snape ever, Right. Yeah. He doesn't feel that poor kid, or I think I understand where Snape is coming from. Anything like that. Yeah, there's no empathy there at all, is yeah. there? No, you're right. It's all about, man, my father was a jerk, not, I feel so bad for what Snape had to go through. Right. Even yeah. that, even when he had those snapshots earlier of Snape having this kind of horrible things, he never thought, yeah, oh yeah. man, now I know more about Snape, you know? Well, I thought it was horrifying since the very beginning. You remember the very first Occlumency lesson they do, and... Snape sees a bunch of Harry's memories and he's like, who was the dog, who the dog belonged to? Because he saw the memory of Harry's aunt's dog treeing him. Yeah. And like nobody helping out when he was a little boy. Like what kind of monster would not, especially if you're a teacher and you work with kids, how could you not feel some sort of sympathy? Right. If not empathy for somebody like that. Yeah. I I actually, I would go so far as to say this is like a situation where these characters aren't written realistically. I mean, yeah, because like, that's where I kind of thought this narrative was going, is that they were going to see into each other's brains and they were going to come up, come out with a better understanding of each other. But it seems like they just hate each other more and more. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I'm not sure it actually makes sense, honestly. You know? Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah. It's still all on Snape. Like, you cannot... You, He's the, the grown adult, up, right? Yeah, the grown-up needs to Correct. be able to not blame a child for... The sins of their fathers. That's yeah. true. And also for putting his face in the pensy, which everyone, <laughs> let's be honest, everyone who knows Harry I would have known that. I mean, it's yeah. like giving a loaded handgun to a toddler. It's yeah. like, <laughs> Mr. Potter, here's a memory that I don't want you to know about. Now I'm leaving the room and you aren't to perceive this memory. <laughs> I'll be right back in 20 minutes or less. He <laughs> <laughs> puts like a timer on the wall. <laughs> 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 this is how long you have before I return. Yeah, no, right? I'll set a five-minute reminder. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if he really wanted to get Harry Potter, he would have said, whatever you do, you aren't to slap yourself in the face as hard as you can. I'll be most disappointed in you if you do so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? That was a really good Alan Rickman impression. <laughs> I, wait, was that not Alan Rickman? I thought Alan Rickman was in the room. The oh, podcast. man. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I knew. Sorry, I can't do it. That's not. That was, it was better the first time. Yeah. That's what he how he does. Like, no, cough. No, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked your. I liked your other one better. I'm sorry, Jeff. It's just getting worse. Sorry. Yeah, I can't do it while I'm paying attention. Gotta, <laughs> it has to be natural. <laughs> anyway, chapter twenty nine. Careers advice. 
it's so much fun learning about different wizarding careers out there. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that, like, the start of this chapter, uh, Hermione's, like, making study schedules for them because she's going to drag these losers across the finish line no matter what. <laughs> if it fucking kills her, she's going to get these guys through school. She's like, here's what you need to study and the days that you need to study it. <laughs> and they're right. like, oh. Literally making study schedules for them. I know. God. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just would not have ever passed without her. Uh, really? Ever. ever. Yeah. Like, they would have They would have failed out, like, day one. It's <laughs> stupid, though, but I was, I'm reading this, and she's, like, looking at the pamphlet that's like, do you have what it takes to train security trolls? And I'm like, Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, like, Hermione. no, you're no, not going to no, be doing no, no, blue-collar no. work like that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Hermione. She's going to read every one of those pamphlets from end to end, because she's that's what she does, right? She's doing the research. Mm-hmm. She's going to read them all, which I, don't, I appreciate, because we get to hear... Through her about all these awesome wizard I mean, careers. You know, they could have, they, they didn't write it this way, but it could have been like she was reading the pamphlet and then glancing at Ron. Train security trolls, huh? <laughs> Looking at Ron like, mm, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I mean, like, who's to say that Hermione's going to stop, like, coaching them when school's done, right? She's like, she's got their careers planned out for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, Harry is going to be an or, I guess. It's going to be, it's going to oh, take some work. He's a terrible or. He's good at dark rules. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's in aura. Then they're the ones who don't have to follow the rules. It's yeah, like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know how police can break the law? It's like, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. The interesting one to me is muggle relations, since muggles aren't supposed to know about wizards. Well, apparently, you know, they said they've communicated to the muggle authorities in some way a few yeah. times. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's like without I think the, the prime muggles minister knowing about it. And the Ministry of Magic have a connection somehow, or they have a. Yeah. I think the Prime Minister knows about wizards or something, I think, in this world. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, apparently there's a whole model relationship. Maybe it's mostly deleting memories and fabricating obituaries. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, died in a skiing accident. <laughs> Again. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you, learn, when you go experience. through the pine trees, sometimes it makes you look chewed up like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is the Timberwolves, you know, after you, after you die, the Timberwolves come. Right, right, yeah, it's nature, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but um, Harry's super bummed uh, still about what he saw in the in the Pensieve. He thinks his dad was an asshole and his mom hated his dad because he was being an asshole. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty wrecked about it. Yeah, he really, really wants to talk to Sirius about it. So Ginny comes up aces here and she works, she is going to work with Fred and George to create some sort of distraction so Harry can use flu powder in Umbridge's office because apparently that's the only um, place in the entire school that isn't going to be watched by the ministry. That's, yeah. that's a little shady to me that you know it's watched by the ministry. Theoretically, she's working for the ministry. Why is her line the one that's not covered? Yeah. Unless they're doing some extra legal stuff. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she had a back channel to the ministry that it maybe isn't entirely legit, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great. They're gonna help with a little wizard B and E because they don't. That's Fred mm-hmm. and George's specialty. Mm-hmm. But he goes to his uh, career meeting with McGonagall, and Umbridge is there, which is great. We get some good McGonagall sass. This is awesome, and mm-hmm. this this is when I was thinking, like, why is she not fired? Because she's really she looks like sounds like she crossed the line to me. It was awesome, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she stands up to her for sure, and this is this is like peak Umbridge too. She's terrible here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like. Can I, may I offer you a cough drop, Dolores? Because she keeps doing that annoying, because <coughs> she wants to speak. Um, Harry's kind of a shitty student, though. She's going down the list of, like, the classes he's taken and where he's rated. And, like, he's 
not even passing some of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was doing, he was actually better than I thought. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, he was, like, good to excellent in, in charms, right? And she's like, oh, that's nice. No, I think he was acceptable or, yeah, he was, he was doing okay in charms. Yeah. He, I think, was exceeding. It was, like, mostly B, like Bs, basically, and a few Cs. Yeah, that's what surprised me, because he doesn't study. And he, like, has crazy adventures every night. He gets great homework grades because he does his homework yeah. for him. Yeah. At, at least two of his teachers absolutely hate his guts. This year. This year. Usually it's only one teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they do say that potions is his worst subject all the way around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. you have to have good grades to be an auror. You do. Um, but it dissolves into a big old shouting fight between Umbridge and McGonagall. This is one of those scenes where you can really get a sense for how much Rolly hates whoever Umbridge is based on. Because every time she describes her, she's like her her like toady face and her <laughs> gross lips and, and bulging like, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Her, her there was a line of drool because she clearly had no thoughts. You know, it's like, okay, whoa, yeah. Take it easy. Rolling hates the shit out of whoever this person is. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. But Fred and George start whatever their diversion is. Harry has a heart to heart with Sirius. Doesn't really clear anything up, honestly, right? It really doesn't. Uh, I thought it, well, to me it did, not necessarily for Harry. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, guys, I I saw one of Snape's memories and was my dad a douchebag? And they're all like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) sorry. serious and No, no, you're right, you're right. So what I mean is it doesn't, it doesn't make him feel any better because they're like, yeah, that's kind of how he was. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he was. Yeah, like, yeah. Did, did Snape do anything like, to him? No, he just hated yeah, Snape. Did did he like? Was he constantly ruffling his hair so it looked good? And they were like, yeah, 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 all the time. He did that. He was, yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. He just thought, he just thought it made him look cool. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was sweet. It was sweet, actually. I, I like. I mean, yeah. they they loved him. I don't know. Yeah, it was clear that they loved James Potter, right? And they and they were they were very uh, what's the word. They're very fond of him, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that old that idiot." Like, and and Harry's like, "Well, he sounds like an idiot," and they're like, "Yeah, of course he was an idiot. We were all idiots. We we're fifteen, you idiot." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I'm fifteen. He's like, yeah, that's what we said. We know." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, I felt that that felt very real to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, it was quite sweet, and really, the only important thing that comes out of it, though, is Lupin also reiterates like everybody else that he needs to be fucking taking his occlumency lessons lupin who harry knows and trusts and knows as part of the order and everything says quote there's nothing so important as you learning occlumency yeah yeah so of course and immediately harry starts doing occlumency right oh yeah he totally does he's like man a bunch of people have told me to do this so yeah. i'm gonna but do it now first i'm gonna find out what's behind that door in the <laughs> dreams. i really want to find out about the dream door man Oh my god. I hate doors I can't find. <laughs> I don't know what's behind them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing gets hairy like that. But it ends with a wonderful scene. Fred and George have <laughs> yeah. turned the Great Hall into a swamp. Or oh. not the Great Hall, like the, I don't know, the it's atrium a, or something? Yeah, yeah, it's the fifth floor, um, was it the fifth floor uh, entry hallway or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, this is like, I, I love this scene. This is, they make just a, an amazing exit. You know? This is so great. If I, if I could have had such a glorious tell-off of my teachers that hated me back then. It was, would have been so great. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. They, they, and they summon their brooms from her office. They, like, they fly off. They tell Peeves to give her hell. And it's like, oh, everyone applauds. Yeah, just, they, she's like, well, you've got punishment coming to you. And they're like, we quit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't give a crap about this stupid school. We're in business, motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
pretty great. And, she's, and, and they're like, oh, and hey, guys, if you come by our shop, we'll give you a discount. And you promise you're going to use your shit to fuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a good scene. And so just keeping tally, first Dumbledore is now loose on the world. Now Fred and George are now loose on the world. Good Lord. <laughs> Hogwarts was you know, keeping some, some, some nasty tricks. Locked away, mm-hmm. not anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank God, Harry wasn't expelled, or you know, would have been like nuclear <laughs> right. annihilation by now. <laughs> Rampage of terror. London would just be a smoking hole. <laughs> well, yeah, because if he if if he's out in the wild, what becomes the new defense against dark arts professors? Is it just like horrors? Is he just going to go hunting horrors? It's, it's any defense against the dark arts teacher anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> not just at Hogwarts. He's broadening his. He's widening his net. <laughs> Chapter 30, Grop. The school's in chaos. Yeah, I know. Everybody is fucking with Umbridge and the members of her her squad. I I love the idea of this swamp, by the way. Because this swamp, like, they can't get rid of it, right? So now this swamp is sort of a permanent fixture at Hogwarts. And it's, like, Hogwarts is such an unusual place. The idea of there just being a swamp in the fifth floor hallway isn't really out of character at all. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, had this idea that, like... You know, in 10 years, they'll, they'll probably, it'll probably be called, like, Weasley's Swamp, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, back in 2003, the Weasleys uh, put this swamp here, and it's been here and ever since. And they'll be like, that Weasley? The Weasley? The two Weasleys from The Incident? <laughs> 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 Whatever's happened in the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the crater of, you know, like... <laughs> Silly putty or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Chunk blown out of the moon or whatever. I love that McGonagall tells Peeves how to loosen the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Peeves is like going you know, over over the top, right? Oh, he's, yeah. He's up to, up to 11 now. This is heaven for a poltergeist. Yeah, and this is like this is the real purpose of the insurgency, right? Because at this point, it's not just them. Like all the students are right, randomly doing like dumb yeah, bombs. it's become and a popular pellets. uprising. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this is this is recruiting the public to your cause is the real purpose of an insurgency, right? Mm-hmm. So Fred and George did worse damage to Umbridge than like the, worse than the swamp, right? Yeah, their their departure, you know, made everyone right. Yeah. Speaking of Fred and George's actions, though, Montague, the Slytherin that they pushed into the vanishing cabinet, who ended up in the toilet, is still super fucked up. His parents have to come and take him from school. Yeah, that is beyond a prank, right? Yeah, this kid's not okay. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the fact that Fred and George have like a kind of a loose attachment to like right and wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, eh, he's a bad guy. To yeah, them, he, so. yeah, he was a jerk. So he let's deserved destroy him. Yeah, yeah, he tried to dock points from us. <laughs> Nobody does that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, Terry keeps avoiding his lessons, and his dream is becoming more and more specific. He's like really into it. He's like goes to bed every night with popcorn in hand. So when he wakes, he's like, yeah, he's like oh, yeah. oh, what's gonna happen next? He's got a dream diary of like different. Oh, here's 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 why I should try to get through the door. <laughs> oh my god! But it's the last Quidditch game, and there. Oh yeah, I wanted to point out that one per- somebody apparently has cursed Pansy Parkinson mm-hmm. to have antlers, uh-huh. and that is so cool. I wish I had. I know, right? That's is that a curse? Great. Like she stops going to class because of them? I was like, Wait, that's so awesome. Yeah, dude, you decorate that shit. Yeah, right. Think of all the cool stuff you can hang from your antlers. Right, hats, like all the hats you want. Yeah, like, bonus hats, like Christmas lights, bags, maybe like mm-hmm. you know, bags of like whatever, random candy and shit. You know? Right. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had antlers. It's useful storage. You decorate them seasonally. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty great. You know, and I, I presume they keep growing, right? So you could like. 
trim them into different shapes and they grow out. You I would put like snacks on them, like sausages and fruit and stuff, and I would just eat them throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop one off. <laughs> just a greatly underestimated, you know, value Absolutely, here. Yeah. Strings of popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Harry and Hermione miss the Quidditch game because Hagrid interrupts to bring them into the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. So we're finally... Hagrid's been keeping a secret. It's pretty clear that Hagrid's been keeping a secret up yes. until now. And he's finally ready to, to let them in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also reports that the relations between Hogwarts and the denizens of the Fruit and Forest are like at an all-time low. They're really yeah, bad. Specifically the centaurs. Harry, um, Hagrid actually stepped in to keep the other centaurs from killing Ferenzi. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so mad at him for going to work for Dumbledore. Yes. Yeah. And for and for sharing the secrets of the centaurs, which if it is a like a religious thing to them, I get where they're coming from. Actually, hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To why, uh, as Ferenzi said, why he does it? Uh, he... I think he just thinks it's the right thing to do. But he also it's he's loyal to Dumbledore. I think that's I think that's part of it. I think I think I don't remember if he ever said why, but he I think he said that. He owes Dumbledore or something like that. And it might have come from Hagrid, too, because he said that Hagrid has... He really respects Hagrid for the for the care that he shows to all living creatures. Mm. So if Hagrid put it out as, like, a favor, I could get that, too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But Hagrid knows he's going to be fired, so he's asking Harry and Hermione for help. Yeah. And he leads them into way into the forest, and it's his brother chained up. Grop. In the forest. It's good, strong name. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chaining up your brother in the forest is. Yeah, I mean, even though he's a he's a giant, that still seems a little suspect to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, he even says that like this is Hagrid, right? And he's he's notorious for this kind of thing. But Grop didn't want to come with him, mm-hmm. and he's basically chained him and tied him up and dragged him across the world, and then tied him up in this forest to civilize him. Yeah, dragged him away from his entire, you know. Relations and other people who are yeah. like him. Yeah, I don't know. This 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 doesn't seem like a great idea. <laughs> no. Well, it's Hagrid's probably right. He would have died among the giants because he's a runt. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe he, but he's he's lived this long, right? Well, we don't know how old he is, right? Maybe he's not mature really yet. Well, That's a good point. It's it's really curious to me because giants are supposed to be dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Like dumb and vicious, and they can't speak properly, as far as we know. But Hagrid and Madame Maxime are both half giant, but they're still basically like human. They have human intelligence, and that's interesting to me. That's true, yeah. I mean, Hagrid is not a highly intelligent human, exactly. Yeah, but he's not especially unintelligent. You yeah. Know? He doesn't he's seem to have those like giant rock. characteristics. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not violent the way that they are. Right. Um, but Hagrid wants them to visit Grump every once in a while and. <laughs> quote unquote teach him and this is why you never agree to a favor without knowing what it is <laughs> yeah right. yeah right. this is just an incredibly terrible plan yeah. it is Hermione and has a pretty big job ahead of her because let's be honest Ron and Harry aren't going to do this shit <laughs> yeah and like I feel like I, I hate to be on Umbridge's side but this is the kind of thing that should get you fired right <laughs> you bring this incredibly dangerous thing to the school and you you don't have control over it, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna leave it when you when you leave. Like, Hermione Hermione says as much actually. And that's, yeah. Yeah. So Hagrid is a bad teacher, right? And he's not just a bad teacher, but he's a danger to the students if he's doing stuff like this. He's a poor judge of character. Let's say that. 
he does he, he doesn't have a good like danger sense of what what kinds of things are the right things to do when it comes I, to like I know I kind of thought somewhere in Hagrid's mind he was thinking this animal won't damage a student so badly we can't get him to the hospital in time probably but the giant is like instant death right mm-hmm. to anybody that stumbles across it and well and obviously Hagrid doesn't realize that because he's essentially sending his best friends right. to do to deal with that so, you know his best. 15-year-old friends. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Hagrid doesn't yeah. have any other friends, does he? Nope. Maybe those guys, I think he, he has some drinking buddies or something he mentions, but they're pretty shady. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs to go out drinking with Grop. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you can take a giant drinking any places. That, I mean, you can't <laughs> take him in public, right? But Yeah, I thought Trelawney was a bad teacher. I thought Hagrid was a bad teacher. And so, kind of, yeah, on the merits of the case, I agree with Umbridge, even though she's so awful. Yeah. And Harry Potter is a troublemaker. <laughs> he is, you know? That's no, true. It is true. Uh, yeah, so this is this is interesting. This is I'm not sure how they're gonna deal with this. This is No, we don't know. Yeah. Let's let's, let's just hope Hagrid doesn't get fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they get back to the castle just in time to find out that um, Gryffindor won their game. Yeah, Ron won at sports ball, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, where'd he go, Ron? He just needed his friends not to be watching. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. This has really been Ron's year, right? Like he gets made prefect, he like he gets on the Quidditch team, and now he's like the star of the team. Like everything that Harry, you know, would normally be getting is is Ron's this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. Look it up for Ron. Yeah. Yep. Huh? There's not some like curse on them or something, right? To swap their fates. Uh, no. Mm. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I like the centaurs. They're, centers are cool. They're fun. I like how they don't care about human crap at all, and they, you know, they're they're very otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked Firenze's lesson about like ah, all that stuff that the your other teacher told you. That's all human. It's stupidity. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think it's pretty funny that the day one he like throws a bunch of shit on Trelawney. Like she's like, she, right? Yeah. She, she doesn't know what she's talking about. But then of course somebody asks him, "Well, you're sure that's going to happen?" And he's like. No, we get it wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that's probably a pretty good answer too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know. But I wonder, like, he is saying exactly what Dumbledore would want him to say, right? There's a great war coming between the dark side and the light side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue that Dumbledore probably has a lot of connections to those centaurs. Maybe they're giving him information, you know? Yeah, right. Or maybe they're saying what he wants him to say. Either way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Message comes out the same. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Next time we will be covering chapters 31 through 35 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We love hearing from you. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah. I still don't have one of those. <laughs> Please share us with anyone you think will like this. Please give us good reviews, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite Finite Podcast. Podcast.